Wrestling is trash. Wrestling is trash. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 143 of Wrestling is Trash. I am Lou from the BX, and I... Thank you for joining us on this wonderful show. You know that this is the Nonsensical Wrestling Podcast, where we talk about the sport of professional wrestling, past, present, and also possibly the future. Trash Boys are here again on a Trash Tuesday for you, looking to talk some backlash, some news, a little bit of everything. we got a couple surprises in this episode for you, too. So, without further ado, I will allow my The Wonder Twin to introduce himself to you all. What up, everyone? Most of you know who I am. I'm Nick Anicelli, here to talk another eventful day of everything going on in the wrestling world, with the upcoming plea, and a few other surprises for y'all, but I just hope this show goes better than the past few days for mine and Lou's basketball team. <laughs> because Damn, why we both... Damn. We, I ha- we both started our series off with an L, bro. Damn. You know what, man? Uh, I didn't, fuck. I really wish you wouldn't have brought that. I had to because I'm. It's just, hard, I'm man. Like, you know, sports. Big, sports is a big basketball. Let me tell you something. Maybe some of you guys. Maybe some of you guys listen to this show and you don't watch sports. Um, because it's possible. You know, not yeah. everyone's into everything. Um, I'm a. So I'm a Knicks fan, I'm a Giants fan, and I'm a Yankees fan. Now I say Yankees, but I haven't really been into baseball for like over 15 years. I used to love baseball when I was younger, and I just fell off of it when I moved here. So really, I'm a Giants and a Jets fan. I took a – this is how much of a sports fan I am, and this is going to sound weird because it's contradictory, but I had to take off – I had to take a break from New York sports and I took this break from like 2018 to like the bubble, like whenever the bubble playoffs were, which I think I guess was 2020. Yeah. Um, I took like almost a two year break off of New York. I just, when I say New York sports, I just mean sports completely. Cause I don't, I don't follow, like, I'm not like one of those people who has a team, but I still watch whatever else I watch Nick games and that's it. I watch giants games and that's it. Unless I'm watching red zone or something, but I love my team so much that I could not bear the pain and suffering anymore that they were giving me. Uh, especially like 2018, bro. The giants were like fucking brother. Giants were like, they had like three wins the Knicks won like 19 games, bro. And I was like, I'm I'm done with this shit. I'm done. I can't do this anymore, bro. I'm getting older. My heart can't handle this bullshit. I'm done. So for me to get back, it took a lot. And now, you know, we get past the first round, which is fantastic. And then you try not to fall for the hype. When you're a fan, your your team is like in the hunt now, 
and yeah. people start talking about your team and you're seeing their name everywhere and all these sports people are talking about them. You like you don't want to fall for the hype, but then you do. And then to lose that first game, like the way we lost it was like, bro. Same. Who the fuck you town? Celtics blew a game when Joel Embiid was even playing. Bro, we were up. We were up by like fucking twelve somewhere in the second quarter. And I'm in the house. I got my my hat on with the towel over my head with the hat over it with my shirt. I, I was bugging. Yeah. And we ended up losing that game. Well, you know what I think it is? And I think here's where you and I relate. Boston fans and New York fans are the same in regards to they have a history of winning. So it's like when your team like doesn't win, it's like the end of the fucking world. But yet there are teams out there like who's never seen their team in the playoffs. Well, maybe your team like, has a maybe your teams have a history of winning. The Knicks don't have a history of winning shit. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I've only, I've only ever seen the Celtics win one. They lost last year, but yeah, yeah, the heartbreak's real. But we're gonna get over it, everyone. We're gonna get over it because yeah, for real, it's, it's gonna be Eastern Conference Final Knicks and uh, Celtics, <laughs> and I'm gonna have a bunch of Bing Bongs all over my timeline when Jason Tatum like chokes or something. <laughs> I will. I will say this before we segue out of here. I will say this. I said all year there was one team I did not want to play. I wanted no part of playing in the playoffs was the Miami Heat. I said it all year. I said it last year. Um, You said it to me on this show. And as the playoffs were approaching, I was like, I do not want to play the Heat. When they lost, that first playing game, I was like, oh, thank God. Thank God, because I don't even know how the playing worked. Then I was like, they're playing another one? So then they played the second uh, game, and they won, and they got in. Um, yeah, they're yeah. just – that team is – that is a – as many people are seeing now, if they're watching these games, that is a fucking dangerous, dangerous, dangerous team. Jimmy Butler's a bad Dangerous, man. bro. It's, I just I'm, – I'm so scared. But regardless, we're gonna go out here. We're gonna cheer for our teams to win, and hopefully, go we'll teams. get to CF. We're gonna have a hard. We're gonna have a house divided if we got Celtics, Knicks, and the Eastern Conference Finals. I'll tell you that shit. But <laughs> thank you, everyone, again for joining us once again on Trash Tuesday for another episode of Wrestling Is Trash. And uh, where I think uh, there was something on the tip of my tongue I wanted to bring up before we kind of got into everything. And I was hoping it was going to pop up, but I guess not. Oh, I remember. So uh, I wanted to just mention this real quick. Last week, I was a guest on the Top Rope Squishy podcast. Mm -hmm. She's back. Our trash girl has returned. And we had a good old-fashioned time on her show. And I brought this up last week, and it made its debut on that show. So if you want to catch up on the show and watch it. Um, But... It has arrived, and I just wanted to show to everyone here. Podcast just in case champion. They didn't see it. Look at it. We've got a belt. It's We've a got a belt. It's so shiny that you can't even barely see it. That's how shiny this thing is. But this is the Everything Podcast World Heavyweight Championship. It represents my show and represents my little company here, the Everything Club. And then, of course, we've got the nonsensical wrestling podcast plate for wrestling is trash on the side so 
this thing. Look at it, and it's glory. Our good friends at Trophy Smack for providing us with this wonderful belt. It's about almost like seven pounds. It's heavy. Um, and this thing was my guest or my date when I went to the AEW show this past weekend or this past. Which weekend. how was it? How was your experience at your first AEW show in general? I gotta say. Because, you know, we look at things kind of differently from, like, I guess from our general public fans. And I was looking at different things like seating and how many seats were empty. And because, you know, I was watching Raw last night and they're like, another sellout. We're sold out here in Fort Worth. We're sold out in blah, blah, blah. And they have every seat sold out. It's like 30,000 seats or something. And uh, I know that there's a big wrestling fan base down here. So as I was going in, like all those, par- I had to walk like a mile and a half to the parking, bro. Like from where I parked, it was like a mile to the goddamn place. Or at least it felt like it because it was like raining and shit too. Yeah. And I'm seeing all these people and I'm like, oh yeah, this, this bitch sold out. And when I get in there, it was, it was a lot of empty seats, a lot of empty seats. They had a whole entire side that was just empty and I was told that that was the hard cam side, but WWE has a hard cam side too, and they generally don't have this shit empty like that. But I found that a little weird. Um, and I, and I, there's something to be said about watching these things at home. There's two completely different experiences watching it at home, obviously, and watching it live. I really enjoy the commentary. Like, yeah. Commentary adds a lot. It really does. It's just like even when you go to a sporting event and you're listening to the play-by-play, like it adds a whole layer on top of your experience. So to not have it when you're at the live show uh, throws me off a little bit. But the crowd was fun. The show was a fun show. Um, We got – so it was weird because they just canceled um, Dark Elevation. Okay, so that is true. That is true. Yeah, Yeah, they literally – like two days before the show, they they announced that they were having a best of, and then they were like, the show's done. So I bring that up because you know usually they record mm-hmm. one of those before Dynamite, then they have Dynamite, then Rampage, then you know they'll have something else. Um, so they had they had two Ring of Honor matches to start us off, but I don't think that they were televised because it had the AEW shit in the ring. But they were like, we're going to have uh, Justin Roberts came out. And he's like, we're going to bring you two Ring of Honor matches just to start you guys, get you guys warmed up. And one match was Samoa Joe versus Christopher Daniels. And the other match was Athena versus some poor girl. <laughs> some poor girl who got massacred. Uh, she massacred the shit out of this poor girl. Um, but it was cool because, you know, we got to see two champions come out. So they had those two matches. Then they had Dynamite. Um, then they had Rampage, and then yeah. they had a Ring of Honor taping. So uh, after you get your Rampage? money's worth. Yeah, they God, did the whole Ring man. of Honor thing after Rampage. Their show so, so which long, was bro, I told you. Yeah, which was cool because you didn't get that like first hour of you know what I'm saying because usually that first hour is like um, dark or whatever that sh- whatever yeah. it's called. That's so it's like I you're know. already waiting a whole hour for wrestling to start. Then you get your dynamite, then you get your rampage, and then you're probably like already you're popped out, and then you gotta watch another yeah. hour of something. So it was kind of cool that they had a Ring of Honor taping at the end. 
And you know me, I love Ring of Honor. So um, I was happy to sit there and watch it. What was bugged out for Ring of Honor, though, was I would say 80% of the people left after Rampage. Like, I looked around like this, and, dude, it was like nobody there. Well, it's because, like, as as dumb as it sounds, like, motherfuckers got work and kids got school. Yeah. I remember I used to hate this dude. I used to hate this until I was in like middle school. My daddy's, well, my dad always took me to shows growing up, but until I was in middle school, my dad, because of being on school night when we'd go see like Raw, we would always leave during the main event. Because I had to go home. I know, like he'd let me see the entrances and then I ran on the kids, so like I probably didn't see all the pops, you know what I mean? Um, Obviously, if it was summertime or a weekend show, like, that was different. But, yeah, it's like, all right, well, I got to go home. I have to have school the next day. And it's like, but wait. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, well, I'm glad you had a good time, man. You saw a good episode of Dynamite, I thought, for sure. Um, Yeah, it was fun. I definitely tuned into it. You definitely got to go back again. Now they just need to get a pay-per-view down there for you. I know. The only thing, the one thing about Ramp, uh, the show that was funny was there was a guy. So during <laughs> during Rampage, there was a guy who was sitting. So I was, let's say I'm right here. There was a dude like in the upper row, uh, in the upper section, but in the first row, in the corner okay. seat. It was it was him and like four other people together. And Jeff Jarrett was wrestling. Oh uh, no, not I'm sorry. It was Jay Lethal was wrestling. Um, Cash Wheeler and on Rampage in the main event. And you had Jeff Jarrett at ringside with all the other idiots. This guy really, really did not like Jeff Jarrett. Like he really fucking hated Jeff Bro, he was yelling shit at Jeff Jarrett so loud. Jeff Jarrett actually had to stop and turn around and he looked at he looked like and he looked around like, what the fuck is this guy's problem? And I noticed that they cut it from Rampage, because I went back and I watched Rampage, and you could barely hear the chants, because this guy was starting chants, he started an AARP chant, he started a Colonel Sanders chant, he started a damn your old chant, and that shit was loud, I mean, we were like, you're old, clap, 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 (laughs) clap, we did AARP, Colonel Sanders, like, three different chants during that match. And this guy was screaming at Jared. He was like, yo, Jared! Yo, Jared! I heard Jeff Jared puts ice in his milk! He <laughs> yelled that shit out, bro. He had everybody laughing. Um, that was cool. Having Ring of Honor at the end was cool because I moved up. I was like three seats behind the railing. But once uh, everybody left, I was able to move up a row, which was cool. Um the highlight, though, of the show, by far, besides being able to see a Bandito match live, was the Acclaim. The Acclaim live. They're funny. That show, that's a show in itself, bro. They're funny. The Acclaim live is a show in itself. They came out. They had a full rap. They came to the ring. They beat up some jobbers, and they left. But, bro, it, it's just when their music hits, when that little, I don't know what that shit you call it, that horn, that siren hits right before their yeah. music starts. And you know they're coming. Yeah, and even Justin Roberts, he gets you hyped up like before. He's like, all right, we're going to come back. You guys got your scissors ready. I see yeah. some scissors out there. And everybody starts getting their shit out. 
So like we knew that they were coming. Um, and bro, they did their rap. They came in the scissor me daddy chant. We were chanting. Um, and what was cool was that um, after the match, they went around and they took pictures and they hugged and they scissored like the whole like front row. Um, another person who did that, which I don't want to say I was surprised, but I was kind of like, damn, look at this dude. Um, Dax Harwood. So Dax Harwood was in a match on Dynamite. Yeah. Um, and no, I'm sorry. He was in a match on Dynamite, but for Rampage, Cash had the match. And then after the match was over, Dax grabbed the mic because, you know, it was the end of the show. He grabs the mic. He goes in the ring. And he starts talking about, I love you guys. I love professional wrestling and I love being here in AEW and we thank you guys so much for being here. And I'm like, okay, yeah, okay. Yes. We know you, you love wrestling. Um, but that dude, he gave a speech and then he got out the ring and he went from the first part of that front row. He went all the way around. He stopped and shook every single hand. He took every single picture. He was talking to people all along the railing and Cash left. Cash was like, I'm fucking out of here. He just took off. And Dax went all the way the fuck around. I thought he was going to go up the ramp. No, he went to the other side and he started walking around. And I kind of lost sight of him. So I was like, all right, whatever. And I was on my phone because my phone was about to die. So I was sending somebody a message and I was doing some other shit. And that was like a couple minutes. And I noticed that I look up and he's all the way on the other side of the ring. Like, in the crowd. Like, I guess he jumped over the railing and he yeah. went in there with the people. And he was taking pictures with all those fucking people and signing shit and shaking hands. And then he came back out and went the other way and was just dapping everybody up all the way up the ramp. I was like, damn, bro. That was like a good, like, eight to ten minutes of him just shaking people's hands, bro, while they were changing the ring over to Ring of Honor and all that shit. Yeah. I was like, That's wow, awesome, bro. Like, he didn't really people. need to do that shit at all. So I thought no. that was pretty cool. No. But no, I'm glad to hear you had a good first experience at an AEW show. Obviously, you're a pro wrestling show expert. You've gone to a lot of shows, you know what I mean? But I'm, I'm glad you had a really good time. Um, we were talking about that. I know you were excited. Speaking of excited, I think I can speak for both of us on this one. We're excited for this show. Um, oh, yeah. But all in, the fight pre-sale sells 35,000 seats with the general public sale still pending. So, before I give it to you, Lou, I just want to say, I know on our show, we said they were going to sell out fine, right? Everyone was saying this or that. Mostly, like, the WWE, like, Marks. insane fans. Yeah, like, Mark's like, that's not going to happen, blah, 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 blah. One, couple things, maybe. I don't know if it's a one thing or a couple things. One, the UK has the best wrestling fans. I think we can all say that. Um, even the ones you see on Twitter, you never really hear them say, because, like, you can tell, like, from their, like, logos and things. They're never really negative. Um, when shows do go there, they're great. Like, not to bring up WWE, but did you see all the love, I guess, the show in Paris got this past week? Oh, yeah, well, Baron Corbin, like, too. Yeah, I thought it was like, you know really I mean? cool like, for him. And that's just, so you got to think, if a dude like him's getting love in Paris, right, with Paris obviously a very big city. Like, you mean to tell me there were people really who doubted that AEW would sell out a massive stadium like Wembley? Like, you really, you know what I mean? I think they have a better chance of selling out over there than maybe even in America, right? Yeah. Um, But the UK fans are just so good and so passionate at the same time. Um, 
you just knew it would be fine. Like when I went to Mania at 35, when I went with uh, Dan and uh, Rob, uh, that's when Roman just came back from leukemia and he fought Drew McIntyre mm. and three three rows in front of us with two McIntyre fans. You would have thought Jesus came alive again. That's how like much they praised and were amped for him. Wow. So that's just their love uh, for wrestling. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, especially because we, we, we call it how it is, right? Yeah, WWE is professional wrestling, but it leads into the sports entertainment side of things where AEW is mostly focused on the wrestling. And that's what the UK fans love is the wrestling. Look at all the UK talent that are wrestling, right? They love the hard hitting and all of that. And you get that there. So it's like, of course they're going to do good. Um, so they're at 35000 now. You said there's a couple of pre-sales. So before I pass it to you on your thoughts, do you think they sell out another 25000 to get to sixty? <clears throat> I think that's math, right? Math, yeah, twenty five. You think they hit 60000 Give me your thoughts. Yeah, so um, one thing I'll say about the fans is that I saw nothing but positivity from all those people over there, like in the UK who were like, and even people from like the outer lying areas were like, they were about to, they were willing to drive an hour to go to Wembley. They were all excited. Like there's people from that whole, Oh shit. You almost fell off the bed. Stupid. Damn dog. Move over there. (laughs) Stupid ass. Um, Yeah. There was just a lot of excitement around it. It was not, not any negativity from all those, any of those people. Um, the negativity was from the naysayers who kept saying, oh, they're not going to sell out. They'll be lucky to sell 25,000. Well, they sold 35,000 in their first pre-sale. Okay. Tickets sold, seats filled, asses and chairs. Okay. From the first pre-sale, there's three more pre-sales before Friday. That's when the general public hits. So for them, another 25,000, like I, I'm, I see them selling out. Yeah. And that's just that's just going off of this. And and those this what time is it? Well, for me it's 3:30. Bro, that sale started like maybe 8 hours ago. Okay? They've sold 35,000 fucking tickets. They still have all of today. And then they still have these other sales. So they I don't have see any the, reason they why they don't the, sell they out. They have till that the second that bell fucking rings. They have plenty yeah. of time to sell. And that yeah. shift's not till what August, the end of August at that. Dude, that's crazy. That that shit is months away, and they've sold half, basically half of the fucking arena. Because I don't know if they have the full ninety thousand availability. Because you know that place holds ninety thousand supposedly, but yeah, I don't you know how they're gonna production and things yeah, like I don't that. know how what the size probably. of their stage, the size of the ramp, and you know, so I don't know exactly how many seats they're gonna have available. But dude, that's a lot of fucking ticket sales in one day. Yeah, I so. would be. I wouldn't be surprised if, and this isn't a bad thing, just the way they mark things. I wouldn't be surprised if they get to seventy thousand because, like, say twenty thousand is kind of marked off because you got to think the floor is really where they make the money with the seats. Yeah. Um. So you got to think like, yeah, you're blocking off the the upper level too, but when you're on the floor, that's where you're really not losing money, obviously, because they're yeah gonna. They're and gonna according to some of these, according to some, according to some of these fans. They were saying that there's really no bad seats in Wembley. Like there really isn't. There, no, listen, the, the then, view that you get everywhere is great. So, and then uh, uh, one thing I saw on now, granted, whenever I say I see on Twitter, I take everything with a grain of salt. But of course, I think from what I read and the picture I saw, I'd be shocked. 
But I don't know the stadium that well. But long story short, I think they're making the design, like the entrance ramp, kind of like Clash of the Castle. So coming out of just like a little tunnel, which I thought was cool at Clash of the wow. Castle. Um, yeah. And I'd like to see AEW do that, honestly, because I'm a, when it comes to stage setups, dude, I'm a fan of like the different things. Like, so I love like when they do like the curved ramp. Like when you walk and you have to physically turn to walk to the ring more. Yeah, I really and liked I really liked the Royal Rumble, the last year's Royal yeah. Rumble, where it was like a big long curve. Like I thought yeah, that was like pretty that. Cool. I'm a big fan of that. I like how mm-hmm. the Rumble and I could see it like SummerSlam, like how this year at the Rumble, like it's the skinny ones like clack. I'm a big fan when they do the Rumble in baseball stadiums and it's just like you that coming up from like the dugout. Um Yeah. Even little things like when AEW does like the old school, like the the ramp just goes right to the ring. Like I'm, it doesn't drop down, and you have to take stairs up. Like, so I'm a big fan of that. So I'm really intrigued to see what they do with a stage set up there. Because when you're having that many people, you obviously have to make a big. You know what I mean? And um, right. Because I'll say, and I could be AEW usually does decent stage setups right or are they kind of on not i don't want to say basic because then that sounds like i'm bashing it but they don't do anything too too crazy i don't think right for the most no, I don't part think, i don't think they have like big you know you know wwe goes super sometimes yeah, they yeah. go super crazy with like their stage setups which is i'm a fan of that shit and i don't think um because I, w- I remember i i said a few episodes ago i was just i just watched all in um the first one and um Really, the only thing I can say as far as their stage was, they had a giant fucking Tron. Like, the Tron was enormous. Um, mm-hmm. But as far as the stage itself, it was just, like, the Tron and the long ramp. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure what they're going to... I don't think they've even revealed anything about colors or anything like that that they're going to do. Nah, Dude, they, they, haven't they, even, um, um, they haven't even announced a match. Yeah. And you oh, sold 35,000 tickets. Until, like, July. 35,000 tickets. You haven't even got a match in yet. So, dude, so, that, so that's a question I wanted to ask when I read that. Um, so, and this is why I love this as a wrestling fan. All of these shows in both major American companies have been selling out or damn near selling out before a match gets announced, right? Which I think is awesome for us wrestling fans in the community. Do you think it's going to get... To a point, and I'm not saying with the toxic fans, but like, well, I guess it might be a bad thing if they don't do that. Like, let me ask you, okay, think like big business perspective on this, not like the toxic people on Twitter. Like, say the AEW didn't do that well today, 35,000. Do you think like they would have sweat? They would be sweating more like when they did the WrestleMania ones. If they didn't do as good as they did, they'd be sweating. Like, yeah, well, I like, think do they think guys... pre sale for a reason to kind of maybe gauge how they're going to sell in general? Because you got to think like this one, they sold yeah. 35,000. They're clearly going to have a good public sale if they had yeah. 35,000. You know what I mean? I mean, just going off of 35,000, that's already a success. Because remember, yeah. Well, According to what they would like, because, you know, you remember when it first got announced, a lot of people were saying, ah, if they do, I saw a lot of wrestling analysts like, oh, if, if they do about 20, 25,000, that's a success for them as yeah. far as revenue generated and shit like that. So, dude, 35,000 in the first day is, is crazy. But I don't think um, necessarily sellouts, it's, it's hard because 
the thing is with WWE, like, you know, that's one of the things they constantly say when they start their shows. We're sold out in yeah. Sunrise. We're sold out in Texas. We're so, whatever. Yeah. They, they love to say that. They love to do the announcement of the attendance and all that. So I think for them, that's a big deal. Um, and of course, you know, they do sometimes inflate their numbers a little bit just to kind of. Oh, I think I think get it up there. That, but I, I think honestly, does. it's not like they're adding on like twenty thousand people. Like it's like a couple thousand just to get the number up there. So because they have, I mean, they sold out on Monday Night Raw last night. Like that's they they sell out regularly. Um, but I don't think you know as far as pay per views, it's again. It depends. I think for AEW, they they they're they'd love to sell out. That'd be great, but I just think that they're happy to get there. I, I, like I think for, as far as these promoters, they have a. I don't know how they do the math, but there's like maybe a certain number that once they get to that number, they're like, "Look, anything else is cake on top of this." Because well, yeah, we'd love to sell it out, but if we get to like this amount of people, then we're in the positive and we're good, and then anything after that's great. So and I think AEW is in that state because they're, you know, they're still fairly new. So they're still trying to build that up. So what I just did, I just did some math, right? So I did 35,000. And I think I'm under here. I'm saying the average ticket's $200, right? From nosebleeds to the front row, which I'm probably wrong, to be honest, right? right? Just that simple math right there is $7 million. <laughs> and that's if an average ticket... It's two hundred dollars, which it's not, because wow. you know the front row is probably going to go for over a G, and yeah. the nosebleeds I would assume at the cheapest are probably a hundred. Yeah, right. I don't know. I didn't look into this, but that's seven million dollars right there. Like that can be God, John Moxley's contract. Damn. Like you know what I mean? Wow. So it's like that's crazy, that, bro. So they're easily going to make over ten million. We could probably say in ticket sales easily. So, but people are going to say it's a fit. That's what, man, that's what I hate about the wrestling community. Sometimes it's like, just shut up and fucking call it. Oh, but that's the funny part about this today is that a lot of people had a lot of shit to say when this got announced. And today it's just, I don't see any of those people anywhere talking shit. Because what can they say? They can't really say anything. Like, they can't say shit. And I guess I don't want to go on a soapbox about the shitty fans because this is a positive note on AUW, what they're doing. But it's like. God damn, man, like, who gives a fuck which flag you raise? Like, just raise the pre- professional wrestling yeah, flag. Just shut fucking, up and it's, all, it's all wrestling, whether you like styles or not, certain styles of shit or certain things. It's just, if you don't like it, don't watch it. But yeah. you, why do you have to be, that's yeah. weird, toxic, then, I don't But before we get into our WWE, not story, but I guess... Recap of the draft. Before we get into that, since we're going to talk backlash after that. Definitely on a positive note here. Trinity, as we said, there was rumors of it, but Trinity officially debuted in Impact last Friday. She already had a match. Uh, from the clips I saw, she looked good. Yeah, She seems very happy. Uh, Mercedes, Monet, and Tamina Snuka were uh, backstage or sneaked through the crowd. CM Punk. Yeah, CM Punk. Punk. Again, was backstage. He's fucking everywhere. But he's on his world tour, bro. CM Punk's doing a world tour of everything. Yeah, he's gonna be at a new. Well, actually, because he already went to a new Japan show. He went to Mercedes' show. Yeah. All right. Never mind. I was gonna be toxic, but I'm not. No, I'll say it anyway. It was clearly a joke. Clearly a joke. He was at the show where Mercedes uh, beat Kyrie, and then I don't know if you saw. 
uh, CM Punk commented on something on Instagram, and Sasha, well, Mercedes Monet said pull up, and then Punk did pull up. Maybe oh, Punk's trying to maybe Punk trying to shoot his shot, but I'm I'm obviously just messing around. Can't blame him. Yeah, can't blame him if he was, but we all know he's an actually no. Man. I can't blame him. He got AJ Lee. Yeah, 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 I'm saying we're, I'm just what making you jokes doing? Here. But back to Trinity, I think that's awesome. Um, I think you might have said it last week, but in general, the knockouts division has so much talent, so many matchups there that you want to see. Um, <clears throat> I there was no speculation on how long she signed for. I can't imagine it's a multi-year deal. I think in. I've noticed with Impact, you kind of see people come and go. And yeah. you know Impact way more than I do. But I'm thinking this might be like a six-month thing, maybe a year. I yeah. don't know. Like you might be able to die, know more of how it goes. Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be a one-off. I definitely see her going in there with Deanna, Jordan. Yeah. Like there's some people you definitely see are getting in there with. Yeah, I heard that it was like a couple months deal. Um, I know Impact, they they offer different talent, different things. Um and again, the general, the general like attitude towards this was like, of course, there was a lot of negativity around it, and I was just like, "Bro, you guys, you guys are always talking about like Impact sucks, Impact never does anything," and then they go and get somebody who's prominent, and then you're shitting on it, they're like, "Oh, she had to go to Impact because she couldn't go anywhere else." How the fuck? This is a thing that like what pisses me off about some of these fans. Like, how do you know? How do you know what the fuck is going on? Maybe she saw the fucking knockouts division is fantastic with people like Jordan Grace and Giselle Shaw and fucking DK and 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 the the fucking uh, killer dolls and you have all these amazing women in there wrestling their ass off and maybe she wanted to be a part of that. Maybe you think like Impact Wrestling is cool, man. It really is, and it's a fun ass show when you go to see it yeah. live. So. You know, maybe she's doing a couple months here, and then you know that Impact has a relationship with New Japan. Maybe she's going to end up in New Japan for a little bit. Who knows? Who knows what she's doing? So, <clears throat> Dude, yeah, everyone's saying she's she had to go down. With no pun intended, she's in the fucking yeah. bloodline. If she wanted to go back. My thing is this. When you're a star like her or Mercedes Monet, right, just them because they're the examples, right, that door is always going to be open for them. Why not take this opportunity, like you're saying, to go face this new talent, even if it's just for a year, right? Go in. You know these other companies are going to pay you good money because of the name you made for yourself, right? So it's like, why not go out there, do these new things, have the lighter schedule? You know what I mean? Like, you know, I think that's the that's the problem with it is when you leave these big, big, big companies and it's like, Man, just you being in the big, big company, that gives you leverage leverage to go there. Like, there's no way Trinity's making what everyone else, all the other ones are making. No, no, I'm sure, oh, the, damn near. You know, I'm sure the payday was a little bit more. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, she, like I said, there was probably the aspect, I want to go out, travel, new people, this, this, and that. She's definitely going to get in the new Japan ring. I definitely think that's going to happen too. And it's like, and I can make a bag doing it at the same time. And it's like, neither one of them, and I guess I'm referencing both, neither one of them really need the money because Mercedes is doing great outside of wrestling. And Naomi, uh Trinity's mm-hmm. husband, obviously probably makes a good yeah. living too. I bet you him and his brother are probably the highest paid in the tag team side of things. So it's like, 
and she does her music and shit yeah, too. Man. So she's it's like, mo- she's girl, doing girl, Trinity's out here modeling. She's doing modeling, modeling gigs. She's yeah, doing music. She's she's doing fucking all kind of shit, bro. Good for her, man. Just mm-hmm. shout out to her, bro. It's like you guys can never be happy it, for and shit. This I, and this is what I think about it too, right? Say both of them did jump back. They never went to like uh, Mercedes. Never went to New Japan, and Trinity never debuted on Impact. Who, who? Not Naomi. Well, Naomi was what it would be, but the only two like who would you really want to see? Her? I'd love to see a feud with her and Bianca Belair. But besides like her and Bianca, like who's someone you really want to see Trinity with? There? Yeah, like, and then that no women's maybe, division. Like, maybe her and Rhea. I think her. And yeah, Rhea but that, that women's division right now is even. Right? It's it's not. It hasn't been good the last few months. I mean, aside from like Rhea no, Ripley, besides you know, and Charlotte, yeah. yeah. Aside from Rhea and, 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 you know, Bianca's got her reign and she's still reigning, but they haven't even put good competition in front of her. Like they're, they had her in there with fucking, you know, subpar, you know, not matches, but like subpar components. You know what I mean? So you get Trinity back there, then what? She wrestles Bianca. She wrestles Rhea. Uh, What else is she going to do, bro? You know what I mean? Like there's not much for them to do there. No, and then um, guess that can bring us into this. So I saw your note this morning when I well, one up. thing I wanted to like, before we jump into that, just oh, sorry. two two things yeah, yeah, really yeah. quick because since we're on like the positive note there, let's just end it off on more positivity. Um, shout out to Nikki Cross who just got her, she just filed for her MBA Masters in history. Yes. I saw that. And history in women's wrestling. That's fucking pretty cool. I didn't know you could do that. I didn't know you could get a fucking master's degree. No, that's awesome. I and saw when that. She's doing her dissertation in women's, the history of women's wrestling. So shout out to her. Um, shout out to someone who we've been asking about on this show, Carmella. We've been wondering what's up with her. Mm-hmm. We've been wishing her the best. We've been hoping that everything's good with her. And apparently everything is good with her because her and Corey have been trying to work on having another kid. And they were successful. So she's pregnant right yeah. now. So shout outs to them. All the best to them. Um, you know, God bless all the good things. And uh, there was one more. There was one more bit of good news that I want to see. I think actually it might have been Trinity. So, yeah, just it's always nice yeah. to share good news. So good news to them. Shout outs to them. Oh, it is especially Gunter. Shout out to Gunter and Nicola for on their wedding. He was, he got Shout outs to them. That was the third one I wanted to throw in there. Shout outs to them. Yep. Um, so, yes, all positivity. Um, great things for all of them. Happiness for all of them. So the best thing with me is, so for those of you who don't know, Lou and I have a shared note on our phone where we put things for the show, just so we're kind of <laughs> on the same page. Hey, look, tough. Because we went through a history before where it's like the day before, we're like, hey, we're talking this. And it's like, yeah. uh, just a cool thing we have. I honestly enjoy using it. Um, and so Lou goes, Lou is completely baffled by the WWE draft. <laughs> I added so that in there this the way morning. I'd like to talk about this. The way I'm going to talk about this. I want to throw all my negatives first. Hear your negatives. And I do have a couple of positives. Nothing that crazy. The negatives are... I'm going to start. I'm just rattling from the brain. None of this is listened. The free agency thing. I believe in the free agency to show up on shows for <laughs> Brock Lesnar, who is one, right? Not fucking Von Wagner. 
that doesn't make sense, right? He just doesn't make yeah. sense. Omos, in a way, I could see, like, I don't like it, but it, I could see how they could be like storyline, MVP, whatever, right? Still dumb. Then you got Dolph Ziggler and Mustafa Ali, and I'll keep it a buck. It's because they're going to need people to go there for wrestlers who are on a push the beat. That's probably why they did that, which I think just fucked. So I don't like this whole free agency thing as a whole. I'm super happy for the NXT call-ups. Yeah. But you have the women's tag mm-hmm. champions get called up and the challengers get called up to different shows, but they're fighting maybe at tonight. the moment. I don't know what time yeah. it is on the East. Yeah, tonight. Right. So I don't know what that is. I don't know what's going on there, but whatever. Uh, Indy Harwell. I'm super happy for her. We've, I think, probably been saying for a while she should get called up. She should get called up. So I'm legit so excited for her. Perfect opportunity because to put the title on someone else last week, she wins. So it's like, what what's going on here? And it's not like she's like an Oscar champion where she, it's, oh, we'll have her vacated. Like, yo, she just won the title not even a month ago. It's standing to deliver. So then it's like, those didn't make sense. And then some of the NXT call-ups not getting on TV was kind of, like, dumb. Like, Grayson Waller. Perfect example. That would have been the perfect time because you saw yeah, the promo after, right? And you you could <sighs> so tell annoyed. he was emotional, too, at the same time. But it's like, that would have been a great way to introduce him on TV. Now, I think Grayson's going to be fine. He's so charismatic, right? Um, but then even then, like, you knew you were drafting JD to Raw. Why didn't you show, if you remember in Finn Balor's 24 documentary after he got hurt, he uh, they showed how he trained mm-hmm. him. Like, that's how you should maybe bring him into the Judgment Day, like, in a fucked up way, right? It might not be the greatest start. Well, I think Judgment Day is on a roll right now. I think getting inserted in that wouldn't be a bad thing, in my opinion. So just that. And then, again, dude, just like last year, these your SmackDown Women's Champion Rhea is on Raw, and your Raw Women's Champion is on SmackDown. Now, I heard these are, the streets are saying, the reports are saying that they're dropping the Raw and SmackDown names, even with, with the titles. Like, I think it might go back to the World Tag Team, wow. WWE Tag Team. I read that from a few sites. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if they did, like, the World Women's Champion and the WWE Women's Champion. But it's like... They should do that. If you're going to... If that's what you're going to do, that's great. But you just had Triple H out there... Sh- displaying a brand new belt now you might not have the belts yet understandable but announce that because if not you're going to get the no pun intended but the backlash from the fans being like all right and the title swamp thing maybe could have been done right if you thought about it but becky and charlotte punted that out the window last time that was fucking horrendous yeah we all because they were there was actual tension um yeah, I don't know. Those are just – there's probably more negatives that you have that I'll agree with, but I had that because it was just like – I'm all about, yo, I love watching the show and enjoying it. And I can suspend disbelief sometimes and, like, even common sense, but I don't right. know, man. Make it, make it make sense sometimes. Right. And, and again, I don't want to sit here and poo-poo on everything because I, 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 sometimes I can – I feel like I tend to be – I focus on the negative aspect of things. But I just like, like you just said, I want shit to make sense. Yeah, I just want shit to make sense. Like Rob is constantly like going back, not back, going back and forth with me. But like you could tell, like when I mentioned this stuff in the chat, he's kind of like, "Well, so what?" But it's it's wrestling. Yeah, Rob, the father of this podcast. 
And like I get what he's saying that it's like, oh, it's just yeah. wrestling. Who cares? But no, bro, make this shit make sense to me. Like, why did the, why did the SmackDown people, whoever the SmackDown people are, because you have like this is another stupid thing about it. Like usually when you have a draft, you have someone representing your company or your team who's drafting things. So you have Adam Pierce, who's like the Raw and SmackDown general manager. So he's over here like. I'm drafting for Raw and I'm drafting for SmackDown too. Like, so, you, and then you bring out Shawn Michaels who's representing NXT. So it's like you have, you know, different people, but this guy's like drafting for both sides. So if you have trades, like he's trading with himself because they're talking yeah. about, oh, you could do trades and shit. Well, he's trading with his own self to trade people back and forth between the rosters. Like, this shit don't make no sense. Um, the belt thing that you've described, that was a big gripe that I've had. Because I'm like, dude, if they're going to swap the belts again, that's fucking stupid, bro. This swapping belt shit is dumb. Because I know that they don't care about, like, lineage. But, dude, that's fucking stupid, bro. To just go, yeah. okay, well, I'm on I'm on SmackDown now, so here's my belt. And you give me your belt. And it's like, now you're, you're defending. Like, Bianca just defended that belt a whole year. Now she's going to give it up and take another belt. That's not the same belt. Like, I don't care what how they try to put it like those aren't the same. So that shit bothers me. Um, how are you on SmackDown and you do not, and you let Gunther go? They picked like, this is the, this is one of the things I wanted to see if I could get the actual order the way they picked, but I couldn't find it exactly, but they picked, who was it that they picked for um, SmackDown? And then they, Raw ended up picking Imperium. Damn, I had it here, man, and I fucking don't know where it went. But it's like the one that the big one that I was like bothering me was like SmackDown. SmackDown chooses Shotzi Blackheart, and then like oh, so Raw chooses Bronson Reed, and I'm like, really? You guys had all these people on the board. And you decided that you needed Shotzi Blackheart on your roster instead of Bronson fucking Reed. So you draft her? Like, that makes no sense, bro. Yeah. Like, why so, the fuck you drafting Shotzi Blackheart first? So the Imperium move I like, though. I do no, like I'm, the Imperium I like them going to Raw. Yeah. But as far as making sense in my head, it's like, how the yeah, fuck are you letting exactly. them go? Um, but the positive I'll take from it, if, and I, I can't emphasize if enough, Cause there's like what five free agents and like the ones besides Brock, like the other ones, I really don't give a fuck where they show up. Right. Personally, it's not like it's like Seth Rollins is one and whatever. But the rosters look good. Like they did a good draft uh, job with the rosters, especially the the women's side on SmackDown. I that really one. like the fact that it was eighteen call ups. Like yeah. that's a big deal. You yeah. need new faces. Yeah. So. Now, what they do with this, who the fuck knows? Um, I like Pretty Deadly. Our Pretty Deadly got called up to SmackDown. I like seeing that. Who else got called up? Katana and Katana and Kaden. Uh, yeah, Isla, Isla, Isla Dawn and Elba Fire. That's the thing, too. Like, you're, you're drafting your champions to the main roster. And, like, <laughs> you, you, first of all, Indy Hartwell, I think she tore her ankle up. Like last week in that match, and they were they were about to put the belt on Tiffany Stratton, and then Indy was like, "Nah, nah, nah, I'm yeah. going back out there," and she finished the match. So, yeah, 
that would have been a perfect time. If you know that you're drafting her, that would have been a perfect time to kind of like move your belt and keep your belt on your show. So now you got your NXT tag team champions and your women's champion getting drafted with the belts. And you don't even have like tonight's show. I don't know if tonight's show, they're all just going to relinquish their belts or I don't know what's going to fucking happen because, you know, if they relinquish their belts tonight, then I, you know, I eat crow because I'm complaining about nothing, but it's just, if they don't, then they have a problem. It's like, what the fuck are you going to do now? You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Cause I, yeah. And it's like, even if it's like, well, they got a couple of weeks. No, they don't. This is the last NXT um, show before. They finalize yeah, the. They do the drafting because it's next Monday. Because yeah, because yeah, because the draft starts after backlash, which that's another thing I don't like, and I don't know why they did it like this. Is before the show, like perfect example, right? We're gonna get into the match. I think it could be a good match, but you have a triple threat for the U.S. title: Bronson Reed on Raw, fighting Lashley and Derry, who are on SmackDown, right? So you know one of them are gonna take it. Because Imperium's on Raw, and Gunther, Gunther doesn't have a match, probably because he's probably going on a honeymoon, I imagine, and he's probably getting a break. So it's like, you already know Bronson Reed's not winning that match. Right. And before he got drafted to Raw, that was actually my pick to win. I thought he was actually going to be like the dark horse and kind of sneak out of it now. Now, granted, I'm kind of cool with Theory winning, I'll admit. I'm fucked up way Theory's starting to rub on me in a good way. Pause. Um, but yeah, uh, freaking, you see that crowd in Paris too? I guess they were singing his theme. I don't know. That crowd sounded like it was hot. But anyway, back to I love to these the overseas crowds, man. They're the best. Yeah. But it's like, why? I don't know what, I haven't like dove into the roster on the other ones. I mean, the match card to see how it messes up. Um, the good thing I like from it though is finally a lot of these long fucking feuds are ending. Like, Edge is on SmackDown, Judgment Day's on Raw. Like, Ray's going on the SmackDown, Judgment Day's still on Raw. Um, not that this one's been bad, but I'm ready to see Sammy and KO move on from the bloodline. Um, I'm ready to see Matt Riddle start, stop feuding with Sokoa. So they're all on different shows. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll see. Some good town. I'm kind of happy to see Shinsuke on SmackDown. Um, I mean, Raw. The thing that made me happy was AJ Styles is back. He's on SmackDown. Um, and I saw, like I said, the Streets report. I think that might be Roman's first feud back. Um, now you got Roman and Bobby officially on the same show. Nice. So I want to see that. Yeah. Um, but who knows how long this reign goes at this point. Anytime we do a pre- prediction <clears throat> show from Bro, here on out, I'm just guessing. I saw a rumor. I saw it. a rumor, and I forgot to add it in here. And I, and I haven't seen it anywhere else, so I think it was bullshit. But I saw that internally they're considering having him break um, uh, oh, Hogan's exactly. record of 1,400 days, which is another yeah. fucking year and almost yeah. a half of him holding those belts. So, the only positive, it's like, yo, fuck Hogan. You get Hogan the fuck out of here, like, which is fine. Yeah. Um, and I guess I'd be cool with it if done right, but it's like. I can't go another year to the Tribal Chief, bro. And especially for some fucking reason, if you're if their internal plan is to somehow run back Cody and Roman and do it there, I think if done right, it can be good. But then if that is the case, that means Cody would have to lose again. Yeah. One thing I wanted to ask you <laughs> so, about 
one thing I wanted to ask you about because you 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 brought up because I really like this idea of them taking away the Raw and SmackDown off of the the name of the women's titles. Um, but one thing I wanted to ask you is like, do you think we're gonna see more um, changes to belts? Because right now their belts are all over the place. Like you got the Raw mm-hmm. Women's SmackDown. Uh, you have the Raw Women's Championships and the. You have the women's championships belts, which look exactly the same or different color. You got both Roman's belts, which basically look exactly the same. They're just different color. And then you got the tag belts, which are those two fucking penny, penny Spartan helmet looking belts. Then you got the women's tag team championships, which look nothing like any other belts. They got those four points there. Now you got this new belt, which is like the world heavyweight belt slash um WWE heavyweight belt hybrid. So it's like then you got your intercontinental belt, which got redone and now looks nothing like anything else, and then your US title. It's like nothing, there's no like flow to any of these belts. Like they're just all over the place. Would you prefer to have like a streamlined look between all of these belts, or are you fine with having just this multitude of colors and designs? Um. The only thing I think I'd really change, I would make, because I bet you there's going to be tag belts on each show. So wow. make them different like they used to be back in the day, if I had to guess. I, I'd be cool with them just keeping one tag belt for both shows. Like, that can jump back and forth. But you got a lot of tag teams now based off that draft. Yeah. That I would be cool with two belts. But the only thing I guess I'd really change is if you're doing the double, like, kind of like what I was saying, like, so if I guess that's hard because you have to. I don't know. I was gonna say like the women's title belt can stay the same. Maybe not make it red or blue, but keep it looking like the men's WWE title, and then have the other women's title look like this new world heavyweight title. So it kind of, you know. Yeah. I guess I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I guess I haven't really. It's a it's a weird question part. because there's there's just there's so many different designs, and I'm trying to even think back to how things used to be and so yeah so if you go back to when they first first did the brand split you had the un- so on smackdown you had the undisputed title so the one eddie won yeah then you had the old well not old because it literally just went away but the u.s title that we had before this yeah. one so with the big flag you had the WWE tag titles that looked like the attitude era ones but they had the blue in the middle if you remember and then they only had one women championship then, which was the one like Trish and all that. Mm-hmm. Then on Raw, you had the world, the big gold belt, the like the old school IC title, not old school, but you know, like the attitude era the one. Plate, that I think was the same, had. but I think the belt was like black. The, and then they went yeah, back to the, the white plate, one well, for the plate after was a while. Oval. The plate was oval, if you remember. Yeah. Then you had the world tag team titles. I'm trying to think who had those that you can maybe think. I know the Hardys had them. The Dudleys had them. Um, Larry Stonks had them, I think. Like, they had kind of the red on them. And then that was it. Um, so they kind of did look different, but I don't know, man. I can't dive into titles too much. I don't think I'm artistic enough for that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, I'm um, looking at some of these old belts, man. And literally, literally every... WWE tag team belt looks better than the ones we have now. All of them. Well, because remember when these ones first came out? 
they were black the black strap with like the penny with the penny yeah yeah I still didn't like, like those. I don't like these those, look bro. a little I, better. I don't silver. like this Spartan helmet shit. It doesn't look good to me. No, because I'm trying to think what they had before. Oh, what they had before that was the undisputed belt. Remember they had them combined. I remember that. But anyway, um, I don't know if you're ready, because I yeah. want to get to the honestly the last part of the show. Yeah, we can get to I'm it. Run. Not that I'm. But next we have speaking of WWE, stand on it this upcoming week. From San Juan, Puerto Rico, uh, backlash. Not WrestleMania backlash. Just backlash. backlash. Seems like it's going to be a hot backlash. Yeah. Fucking Joy Styles like... ruined the name. Huh? Joy Styles ruined that name for me. Every time I think of back, every time I hear backlash, I think of Joy Styles. I'm not good enough to call backlash. <laughs> I remember that photo. We kind of have a pretty good card. Honestly, um, so I'm just going off how I listed it. Um, I'm gonna go with this match first because I'm gonna keep it a buck. The last match I want to talk about last just because I think it's gonna be the main event. I truly think that is, this, is this is this the actual? No, this is an actual match the, order. This is just yeah. how the website I had it. It was oh, actually okay. a betting odds site. I just deleted the betting oh, okay. odds on the side. Cool, cool, cool. Um, I just put Bad Bunny at the end because I think he's gonna main event because he's literally from that town I'm pretty sure um, but yeah so first I went with this one first just because I feel we might be not on it the longest but you got Brock Lesnar versus Cody Rhodes so for those of you who maybe haven't been following just try to sum it up the night after Mania Cody comes out said uh, whatever he needs a he needed a partner for a tag match against Roman and Solo. Brock comes out, crowd goes nuts because it's like, wow, Brock fighting on Raw in a tag match with Cody against Roman, who he can't challenge for his titles. So whatever. And then they did it dumb. They could have at least done the match. And then, but I, whatever, Brock F5 yeah. beats the shit out of Cody. And whatever. Then, yeah. And then Brock comes out and then they've been beefing. Now Brock looks like the Undertaker. Um. And then Cody you know, this week though people. got a good shot on him. I don't know if you saw that punch he landed. He got a good punch in on Brock. Yeah, I'll see that. I don't know what's up so, with people in their attire lately. Yeah, but, people uh, are wearing some weird shit out there. We need to say a quick moment of silence for Cody. The only reason I say that is not. I don't know if that's planned or not. Him to get actually get a punch in because Brock can, as we know, Brock can legitimately take a punch. The last time we saw someone go off script with Brock was Braun Strowman with that knee to the face and. One mm. hit with Brock, and Brock kind of knocked him out. So do you think that was scripted or not? Because if so, I think we need to take I mean, that I, I, I saw a lot of people reacting. He's like, yo, Cody got a Cody got a good licking. And I saw that shit from several different angles. I really don't think Cody, like, I, I didn't really see I where he. I think it's because Brock was bleeding. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I didn't really see where Cody, like, yeah. hit him, hit him. Like, he, he gave him a work punch, like a snap, a snap, a good looking work punch. Like, it just looked good to me. I don't think it didn't look like to me like he hit him. And I saw from like, I saw from the angle where he runs like the camera's here and he runs over and runs in. And then I saw the the regular angle from yeah. the, the show. And then I think I saw another angle from the side. And I was just like, it looks good. I just didn't yeah. think it was like he actually hit him. So yeah. maybe I, well, I don't know. Maybe I missed it. My initial thoughts are, I think this can be a good match. Because as we know, history proves Brock works better with guys around Cody's size. We've seen that with like AJ Styles, Brian Danielson. Yeah. So I think it's going to be a good match. Um, 
I'm gonna pick Cody, right? But I would not. I might have already mentioned this on the past show. I would not be surprised if Brock won. A la the WrestleMania 28. The Rock comes back for this match. Everyone thinks Cena's gonna win because The Rock came back. He's gonna put Cena over. Rock won. Next night, Brock returns. F5's John Cena. They fight at the... Actually, no. Cena did beat Brock at that pay-per-view looking back at it. Because I remember I was like, yo, Brock lost his return match. Whatever. I don't know. I, just, I think if you're doing this stupid finish the story thing, which, I don't know, kind of stupid. I could see it going both ways. Because then it's another adversity in the road for Cody to overcome to get to Roman. But... I don't know. I think Cody is actually going to take this one. What are you thinking? Yeah, I I would hope that Cody wins. Um, I'm trying to figure out the story for this match because uh, it's been like almost a month and we still have no fucking idea why Brock Lesnar did this. There's been no explanation. I thought maybe last night he was going to come out and say something. He did not. He's just been quiet. He came out and talked a bunch of bullshit. Then they did the whole separation thing so he has not given any reason why uh he's doing this and uh, i don't think we're ever gonna dude it's because he opened it's because he opened wrestlemania Mm, yeah that's what (laughs) it is he's fucking he's bitter about having to open wrestlemania so i don't know why the fuck they're fighting but um i'm assuming cody's gonna win because uh who jot you down for cody because yeah because come on bro unless they want to give cody more adversity and they just have him lose another match, but it's like you, you, you really shouldn't be beating Cody. But then again, I don't, I don't even understand any of this because Cody's on Raw. So what the fuck does it matter about him and Tribal Chief and whatever? Like he's not on SmackDown, bro. Mm-hmm. So he's gonna yeah. get the consolation prize belt. It looks like, or he's in line to get that one. I was just gonna one. ask you that without, without us going down a whirlwind of things. Um, you think Cody might win that now? I mean, uh, what's the fucking... You got him and Seth, and it's going to be him and Seth in the finals. Obviously, because who the fuck else... Because the two of them on that roster, who the fuck else is going to, you know... Who's gonna do I that? could see Drew being in the finals yeah, with Seth. Yeah, but they're not going to... They're not going to choose Drew over Seth or Cody. Seth. And then, like... Oh, no, I'm all about you Seth. You know what I mean? We both agreed. So. Yeah. And then you have, yeah. like... It, I just I, I fail to understand why they're 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 doing some of the things that they're doing, but maybe they're trying to make us forget about him and Roman. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't know where they're going with this Cody I, shit. I'm I gonna really say don't. my I'm gonna say my cliche line because I can know I've had to bite my tongue a few times saying this is fucking stupid, blah blah blah, and then it ends up being good. Yeah. So I'm definitely gonna bite my tongue and just say oh, I'm gonna. I'm just going to watch and wait, but I agree. But I think we can both agree this has potential to be a good match, though, itself. So the top dogs, um, the top dogs in on Raw right now, it's Cody. You got Gunther, Matt Riddle, you know, Shinsuke, uh, Seth, Kale, and Sammy are there. And Drew. I guess, yeah, you got Drew. I'm, I'm scrolling down to see where his name is because I don't even see it here. I must admit. He went on the first night. I just remember And that's watching it. it. Everyone else is like, they're not in the world title picture. Bronson Reed, Ricochet, Braun Strowman, fucking The New Day. Uh, yeah. None of these guys are in the JD McDonald, Lester you Lumis. Can even add to it. You know what I find funny? Johnny Gargano's undrafted. 
So they got everyone else. No, he went to Raw. Oh, they do have him in Raw? Yeah. Oh, okay. he, went, he went on that Raw talk show. Finally. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Shotzi there went on TV. And it's no shot at Shotzi. We love Shotzi. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's just, just it's, it's just the, what we're, what we're getting. Yeah, at. making sense. It's just, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. But then next we got the six man tag match. It seems like this is the, another payoff to a feud. We have the WWE tag, undisputed tag team champion, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens teaming up with Matt Riddle against the bloodline of the Usos and Solo Sokoa. I'm kind of happy this is ending in a way. Um, but I got Sammy. And I got the tag champs and uh, Riddle winning. I think one of the Usos will take the fall because it's obviously they're showing all this continued continue tension with the bloodline. And now the Usos are on SmackDown with the bloodline and there's no tag titles there uh, for now, whatever, if they change it. I um, think this can be another good match too. Potential, right? Um, but yeah, that's all I got. Um yeah, and then um, yeah, I think this is going to be fine. You know, it's a six man tag. There's nothing. There's no stakes. Um, it's just a continuation of this little feud. They're adding their feud. They're adding Matt Riddle in there. So no Roman Reigns. So you don't have no. You don't have your big dog. You don't have your tribal chief involved in this thing. So I honestly, I really don't. I, I'm pretty sure Matt Riddle's going to take the one uh, D. He's going to be looking up at the lights, so I'm going to go with the bloodline on this one. Oh, damn. I assumed. I had you next to my name. Let me let me change that one real quick. Yeah, I'm going to go with the bloodline. Okay. Yeah, I definitely think this is a good one. Um, dude, it's just crazy. Besides the Raw after Mania, we have not seen Roman on TV in any capacity. He's just... <laughs> He's part time, man. The guy's a part timer. He just, yeah, but it's, he works when he wants, bro. Be at the Saudi show. We we know that he's going to be in Saudi. We do know that yeah. because they're going to want to see him. Do you hear too that apparently Saudi wants Alexa Bliss, uh, Alexa Bliss back for that show? Really? And if you really think about, it, I could be wrong. I kind of want to fact check this. I'm pretty sure she's been on damn near every single one since the women have been there. Wow, yeah, which I'm happy. Cool. Hey, if if that's who they appeal, you know what I mean. Yeah, if they like her and they want to see her, that's cool. That's good for her. Yeah. So next we got the WWE Women's SmackDown Champion, who's currently on Raw, Rhea Ripley, defending against Selena Vega. I think we, I both know where both of our picks are going, <laughs> only simply because they're not going to take the strap off Rhea already, right? But they're in Puerto Rico. Zelina's from there. I'm very excited for her. And they actually haven't done terrible with this storyline, like making it kind of believable. I don't know if you've really been seeing much about it or not. But um, they haven't done bad. Because I think when Selena, I'm a big fan of her, looks-wise especially. Um, but when she goes in the ring, right, I feel she's either really good, and I'm not, or I'm not going to say bad. I just feel she has an off night because she's not a bad performer. I don't think yeah. personally. 
But I think she's either on one or she's just simply not. But it's not if she's not, it's not oh because she sucks. Like she just has a bad night. Um because I was a fan of her when she was doing that Queen Zelina thing. Yeah, the thing with her is that they're constantly like changing her character. It's like Alexa Bliss. You know, she was doing yeah. the Queen Zelina thing. I think she had the most success when she was doing that. But then Yeah, she won she was the first ever Queen of the Ring. Then she was I actually really liked um yeah, I was a big fan of the Queen Zelina thing because she was kind of doing like the Booker T, uh, King Booker thing where she was like very regal and then something would happen and she'll get super like hood. She'll get like super ghetto, like on you. She'd be like, yo, what? Like we, she'll get that little Puerto Rican side will come out of her. And I enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, bro, there's no, Zelina Vegas talented. She's, she's great in the ring. Uh, she's just not going to beat Rhea Ripley. I mean, you got to, again, you got to look at these things like, you look at Rhea and you look at her when they're standing in the ring together. It's like, come on, bro. Who do you think is going to yeah, win this match? It, yeah. Um, I do have a question for you, though. Not with the match, but kind of with Selena. So I was listening to the wrestling podcast, and this is what they said. Because we they, they mentioned the LWL. And so a year ago, the Judgment Day like became a thing. And we were all shitting on it ridiculously hard for the first few months after that, right? I'd say pretty much until Dom got in the group. Everyone was kind of shitting on the Judgment Day. Right. Uh, so Alfred, it was Alfred Kanawa. Um, he said, give it six months. He said he thinks the ju- the LWO is going to be what the Judgment Day are. Like, give them a year or six months and they're going to be up. Now, I'd be... Totally cool with that because I'd love to see Zelina be like portrayed as a bigger star, or even if she's not wrestling as much, a huge manager and Santos Escobar. Um, could you see that happening? Because remember, the Judgment Day started off horrendous, yeah, like horrendous. I mean, there's always potential, you know what I mean? Yeah, Judgment Day when they started was like, I mean, when they had Edge and everything, it was like kind of spooky and blah 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 blah. And then I'll never forget Damian Priest with that purple. Oh yeah! In the the middle of a match, he just turned into a purple monster, and then they came back from commercial, and they were gone. Like that was just like fucking baffling what that was. But again, Judgment Day was buried for a while there. I remember Judgment Day was on main event one time. Yeah, and we were like, "Wow, bro, really?" They take Edge out of this group, and look, these guys are on fucking main event. And then it just they started the Dominic angle and. I'm telling you, bro, that they just took off from there. And it, and it's not only Dominic, you know. They've all kind of fleshed their characters out. Yeah, and, I think so. You know, yeah. they're all great in the ring. So they come and they bring it every night. So there's potential for the LWO to do the same thing. The only thing I worry about is, and I hate to say this, but the height thing is kind of limiting mm-hmm. when you you have a crew that's basically they're kind of like all the same height. And then your champions are like... Bobby Lashley and shit. It's kind of hard to see where they're going to be able to get, um, like a championship on that roster I, to kind of like solidify them. I just want to know between both like the LWO, their original LWO shirt, and the one they have with like the Puerto Rican colors, how many shirts of those they sell this week and weekend? I'm so I'm I'm like I hate to be that guy, but I'm like so annoyed because I have like my LWO shirt, and I got it one size too small by accident, 
when I ordered it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it doesn't like totally fit me. So I haven't been able to wear it. But now it's like I wanted that shirt. I bought that shirt like almost a year ago because I was like, I don't have an LWO shirt. And they're in the WWE shop. I fucking want one of those because I want to wear that shit. And now it's like everywhere. Now you're going to see that shit everywhere. Now it's like, has it's them, the yeah. thing now. So like if I put it on now, it's like I'm part of the bandwagon, which is a stupid way to look at it. But it's like I'm, yeah. I'm annoyed that I, w- I wasn't wearing it earlier. Now I just need the Don Tony and Tony D'Angelo to get called up and make the IWO because I would buy like a thousand. Yeah, what's up shit. with that? None of the freaking uh, none of the, the family. none of the family got freaking called up, bro. The the I mean I can't really complain, bro. They had eighteen call ups. That's a lot of call ups, yeah. man. I think yeah. that's a record. I don't Dude, think there's I ever just, been that many call ups. I just love Tony D'Angelo because of just how outrageously Italian they named yeah. him. Like when they remember, I, if you remember his beginning vignettes and everything, like he, they pretty much made him Tony Soprano. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah but, I love that. Uh, all right, so the next we got, which I think might be a nah. I'm gonna take that back. I was gonna say it could be match of the night, but I'm very excited for this one. The United States Championship match, triple threat, with Austin Theory, who's on SmackDown, going up against Bobby Lashley, who's on SmackDown, versus Bronson Reed, who's on Raw. I want Bobby to win, but I don't. Reason being is he's been my U.S. champ multiple times. But there's some good people now on SmackDown with Theory that I'd like to see him feud with. Like, I'd love to see Theory in L.A. Knight. Um, I'd even like to see Theory and Edge. Uh, who's the other one that came to my mind? There was someone else. Fuck, it was on the tip of my tongue. I can't remember. Oh, Montez is on there. So maybe a Montez Theory one. And like I said, man, Theory's kind of grown on me a little bit. I don't know about you, but me personally, he has. Um, but I think Theory retains here. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Because... Again, they kind of shoot themselves in the foot with this uh, Bronson Reed going on Raw because it's like, okay, well, you're not going to have your Intercontinental and your U.S. title on the same show. And you're going to take a belt away from SmackDown. So it's not going to be Bronson Reed who wins. Um, they should really have, you know, to it, the thing is, is that I know this is like a small little thing because they don't really care about doing like the small little things like this. But they should have something in place where there's two things that they should do overall with these drafts. Champions cannot be drafted. You can't draft. I agree. You can't. Champion stays where they are. That eliminates all the bullshit with the championships having to move hands and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. That's what I agree. That, That should just be mandatory. And another thing that they should do is that they should have your champions can go across brands. They need to defend those titles on both shows. If you're going to be a champion, you're representing the company, and it's going to be more work for you, but that's because you're the champion. So that would elevate the people who hold the belts and elevate the belts at the same time. Yeah, it's going to be more work for them, but you're the champion, bro. You're the champion. You should be defending it everywhere. So. Those are two things that I wish that they would do. I'm going to go ahead and go with Theory on his because why take the belt off of him now? You know what I mean? Um, my only issue is K 
can we please not have Bobby take yet another pinfall on a pay-per-view? Yeah, can it be like let it be Bronson? Can Bronson Reed maybe take the pinfall here somewhat? Or I don't know. Cause I don't need to see Bobby the first thing he's doing is coming off a pay-per-view loss, going to the new brand. Like that's sucks. Cause honestly, yeah. I would I really feel like they should have Bobby is next in line for whether he beats Roman or not, that's not relevant. If it's not him or AJ, yeah, because I don't I don't think they're gonna do that, but he should be next. Then you got Cedric and uh Shelton are free agents. They can show up on SmackDown to help him out, have his back. Yeah, they can redo the hurt business. Almost and MVP are also free agents. If you want to bring them in, also to kind of help out because you do have Solo there, and there you go. You guys can run that shit for a couple months, and yep. you know what I mean. So let's go, bro. Let's do it. I need to see Bobby back in the so world title picture. Bobby's not a mid card guy. He's just not. No. No. Then uh, so, next we got theory. Oh, sorry. So next we got the free agent himself, Omos, randomly fighting Seth Rollins. There hasn't been much of a build to this. The only reason, bro, I last see- last night, last night, Seth Rollins and Omos were both on Raw. They did not interact in any way. Seth, Seth interacted Rollins- with Paul Heyman. Seth came out. Paul Heyman was saying "freaking, freaking, 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 freaking," and Seth Rollins came out to confront him. Almost came out, squashed some dude, and bounced. Like, no mention of the fact that these guys have a big match at their pay-per-view Saturday. Yeah. No mention of that whatsoever. No, no, they they didn't. It's like, I don't. don't, Why is this match happening? Like, the the one promo they did one-on-one wasn't too shabby. Yeah, it was fine. The only reason I can think this match is happening, not that he needs it, is maybe because Seth's going to win that title. Uh, just one a pay-per-view win or a big win before moving on. But I don't know. I'm intrigued to see what Seth can do with a guy like Omos. Because this is like the first right. time Omos is having a big stage match with like not a big guy. So I'm intrigued to see where it goes. But I- I'm going Seth Rollins. How about yeah. you? Uh, I- I'm going to second that. Okay. Yeah, like, I don't well, know. Why, would you, why would you even have Omos win this match? Yeah, I'm not even. I'm not gonna shit on the match because we have a history of doing it, and then Omos matches aren't that bad. Yeah, like I said, him and Bobby wasn't terrible. <laughs> him and Braun really wasn't bad, and him and Brock was actually good in my opinion. Right. Um, hey, next, so just kind of yeah. bringing it up because I just saw it. Tony Khan just tweeted out uh, they sold thirty six thousand tickets for four point seven million dollars. So, we've already made four mil on this deal. So, be that as, you know, do with that information, fans, what you will. And, of course, all the wrestlers are tweeting. MJF just tweeted something about it because now everyone's saying that scalpers bought all the tickets up. So, of course, it's all scalp. It's because the scalpers bought the tickets. Can't just be happy. that's That's the discourse now. They can't just be like, damn. They did Good it. Job. No, they have to find a way to yeah. find a way to shit on it somehow. So that's where we are with that. Next, we got this could be a potential really good match. 
Bianca Belair, who's on SmackDown, defending the Raw Women's Championship against EO Sky. Um, I think Bianca retains because they're just going to do some title swamp bullshit. They haven't done much to build this one up either. Luckily, these two could, should just be able to have a good match together. Um, Are they both on SmackDown? Did Damage Control end up yeah, on... Yeah, yeah, Damage Control and SmackDown. SmackDown, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, so, I'm happy to see EO getting a title match. You know what I mean? Because now it's kind of like... Bianca's in that reign with Roman, where not obviously is like whatever, but like... All right, you know, Bianca's probably going to win, but you're happy to at least someone getting it. Kind of like what we're saying with Bobby. Like, Bobby needs to be in the main event. Yeah, he's probably not going to beat Roman, which I think we'd both be very excited if he did. But it's like, all right, at least let him be in that spotlight. That's how I kind of feel with this EO right here. Like, I'm happy she's at least in the spotlight. But I think this can be a good one. We both know they're great performers. What are you thinking? I'm trying to figure out who they have on SmackDown who's going to give her any type of... Because the only real person they have is Asuka and Charlotte. And Charlotte's hurt. So you got damage control. So they're are they just going to continue to fucking this damage control feud forever now on the other brand? They could do that, I guess. Um, But they have... Elba and Isla Dawn, who are tag team champions, so that's a tag team. You got Lacey Evans, who they're doing no. nothing with. Yeah, doing nothing with. Uh, she, she could uh, shout out to her, bro. She's been posting some Instagram pictures lately. That's I just <laughs> yeah. listen. I don't understand why she's not a big deal, bro. I don't understand why that girl's not a big deal. She's just she's got everything like that. All these other women have like everything. Mm-hmm. Her promos are not that bad, bro. I know people say that her promos suck. They they are not as bad as people make them out to be. And I'm not even trying to say, like, they're okay. Like, her promos are perfectly on the level with anyone else who cuts a good promo. Yeah. Like, in the ring, I don't see why she's she's way better than a lot of some of the people that I see on TV every week, okay? She's much better. So I like the, um, excuse me, I like the, uh, what was the lady, the, the, what was she calling herself? The Southern Belle. Uh, I like the Southern Bell gimmick. Yeah, I like the Southern Bell gimmick because it was different. It's much different than anything else that they have going on. I like this G.I. Joe thing that she's got going on. She looks good in that. There's no one else on the roster doing anything else like that. So why the fuck they're not using her, I have no idea. But really, there's no one else. Answer these questions, Douglas. Yeah, like for real. Because I don't understand. They got Scarlet, and Scarlet never wrestles. Like Scarlet never wrestles. Man, hopefully Karrion gets something out of this, man. Yeah, I think this is. You know what's funny about that, and 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 as I'm starting to, because I had a lot of issues that I wanted to bring up in the beginning of the show about this fucking these rosters, and that was one of them. So, literally last week they started a program with Karrion Cross and Shinsuke Nakamura. Now they're and now they've sent Shinsuke to Raw. So it's like, come on, man. But you know what? I'm I I agree with you because I don't like when they do shit like that. But I'm cool with this one. Because you know Karrion wasn't winning that feud. Yeah, but still, like, you, okay, like, we got something for you to do now. We're going to have you go go up with yeah. Shinsuke. And now you send Shinsuke away. So now what does this guy do? Now this guy's back in the, okay, well, I'll wait for something else. And it's like, that sucks, man. You should have just sent him to Raw. He's not doing shit on SmackDown. I still want to see him in Roman. I know a lot of people don't want him, but I want to see it. Yeah. 
You should have just sent him to Raw, bro. I don't understand why the fuck they, they even have him here. But anyway, when I look at this match, I'm like, I like EO Sky, but I, I don't. It's almost like better. I'm going to go with EO Sky. I'm gonna, I think okay. I'm going to go with her. Just because I think it would be better overall for her to, like, get a win. And then maybe you, it doesn't mean Bianca has to. She can get it back. That's fine. Bianca can get it back. It's just um, there's no one here for her to fucking go up against on this roster, bro. SmackDown really got the short end of the stick when it comes to the women's division. See, you know what's nuts, dude? Everyone online saying SmackDown's got the better one. I don't see how, bro. I'm looking at, I mean. Who does, so who does, who does so to me, Look, SmackDown has, according to this, SmackDown has Tamina, Shotzi, Asuka, Charlotte Flair, Lacey Evans, um, B-Fab, Isla Dawn Elba Fire, Damage Control, um, uh, Meechin, and Bianca Belair. Yeah, no, because you got to think, yeah, Raw's got better. Raw has Zia Lee, Tegan Knox, Piper Niven, Nikki Cross, um, Emma, Dana Brooke, Caden Carter, Katana Chance, uh, Shayna Baszler, Ronda Rousey, Trish Stratus, Raquel Rodriguez, Liv Morgan, um, and Rhea Ripley, and Zoe Stark, and Natalia, and Maxine Dupree, and Chelsea, Chelsea Green, Green, and Sonya Deville, and Candice LeRae, and Indy Hartwell, and Becky Lynch. Like you know what I you know what I gather from Raw? The women's tag titles are just gonna stay on Raw because there's a lot of women's tag teams. There's a lot of fucking women on that roster. Now granted it's three hours. So you know what I mean? But how many women's matches do you even ever get on these fucking shows? You don't get a lot of them. Yeah, you get like two. You know what I mean? You get a women's match and they'll stretch that shit out for like twenty two minutes with commercials and you got all these women back there like, Okay, we're just gonna hang out and catering because we got nothing to do. I don't so. care. I'm still petitioning for Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green to be tag champs. I would I would be down for that. Yeah. And then in the main that. event, we have a San Juan street fight with Bad Bunny, the most global streaming artist in the world. Do you like Bad Bunny's music? No. You just don't. Like, just not your taste. Not really. I'm not. Look, I'm, I was explaining this this week. I was explaining this weekend to a. Uh, uh, this girl that I met. Uh, I am the worst Latino in the history of Latinos. Like I, my Spanish is not great. Um, I was born in New York. Uh, I learned most of my Spanish when I moved to Florida and I listened to punk, metal, hip hop, uh, folk music. I listened to freestyle music, uh, but like Spanish music, Latin music, salsa, merengue, all that shit. I can't dance worth a damn. I don't listen to that music at any point. I never I never find a, a moment in my life where I'm like, I could listen to some salsa right now. Like, yeah. It's never happened. It's never happened. So um that reggaeton shit, not a big fan at all. I'm not a big fan. So I obviously no, I won't say obviously. I have no idea what he's saying in his songs. Right. They are catchy. Like when you go to the bar and stuff like that and they're on oh, Yeah, um, the beat is catchy, obviously. Yeah. yeah. The beat, yeah. Um but I agree, but Obviously, other people think he's well. You gotta think. Do you think he's? I mean, the he's biggest... the highest streaming artist on earth. Like that's do you that's think nothing. He's to... the biggest crossover, like celebrity in wrestling 
history. Think about that. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's he's pretty. I mean, you know, you got people like Donald Trump and Mike Tyson and Yeah, I was gonna uh, say Mike Tyson, but things like that. But this guy's like this guy's he's he's famous on another level of like famous. Like he's yeah, he's fucking I'm not taking anything away from him just because I don't like Latin music, it's just not for me. I'll but say this, man. He's they they everywhere. They pulled the plug on him getting him because if you remember he his first time he performed in the Royal Rumble in 2021 in the Thunderdome, which was awkward, but he did that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And that, I guess it was to set up the whole story. And he I, and I give it to him. He he literally loves WWE. Like he loves wrestling. Yeah, because this is like yeah, a wrestling we, fan. Yeah, we didn't meet till that summer. Remember, he won the 27 t- uh, 24 seven yeah. title. He yeah. had, I think, in a music video. He brought it all to all his yeah. shows. He had he was taking Saturday that shit everywhere. Live. So it's like. I respect that. He took but. that shit everywhere. And WWE has, like, it's not a situation where it's like, hey, listen, you you, you signed a contract with us, so you got to make sure you're going on this show. Take the belt. Take. They have no power over Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny's the one who's like, I want to come here and I want to do this. He didn't have to do that shit. Yeah. He did it because he fucking loves wrestling. So My man, didn't he get F5 by Brock Lesnar? I think so. And that Royal got, Rumble in twenty twenty two. He, he goes suplex? out there. And he, bro, look at that table spot that he they put him on last week, bro. Yeah, that shit was. If I think I said this on the show, like if I was his PR manager and shit, I'd be like, hell no, you're not doing none of that shit. Are you out of your mind? You want yeah. to put my million dollar, billion dollar client? You want to do what with him? You want to put him through a table? Fuck you. But. Yeah, he goes out there and but, he does it, bro. Yeah, so he's fighting Damian Priest. So I'm happy for this because one, I think it's going to be a good match. I keep saying yeah. that. I got to stop saying that because I'm going to eat my words. I think I say a good match because I one wanted to be. I mean, I'm very happy for Damian in this man because this match probably going to main event. So he's going to main event a pay per view. Yeah, I would assume in main events. That's just me assuming things. Two, this is going to get a lot of mainstream attention, and it's not. Like the tag match before, where there's three other people to right. uh, like distract someone from Priest. Because the Miz, as much as people hate, he's a pretty famous dude. Like people know who the the Miz is. You know what I mean? But this is just Damian Priest getting the spotlight, and they're right. obviously like in the, the like the TMZ in the real world. They're gonna portray it as you know another local Puerto Rican wrestler. Blah, blah. So I'm very happy for Damien here. Like, I think that's why I'm maybe saying the good match thing. But, yeah, I don't know how you feel. I think Bad Bunny takes the win because there's going to be shenanigans. Obviously, Judgment Day is going to get involved. I bet you the LWO gets involved in this to yeah. help out Bad Bunny. They got to be on the show. So You got to have I them see, on the show I see somewhere. Bad Bunny. I see Bad Bunny taking the W. Um, Do you see he had uh, Savio Vega's written shit on his kendo stick that one week? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so... Yeah, um, but I'd, I'd be excited if Damien somehow won this. Not somehow, because physically, you know, this is another big guy, little guy yeah. thing. But uh, I'd be very I was gonna say, I was going to say, man, I was going to go with Damien Priest because I just, you know, I think he's on the come up. Like I said last week, that thing that with Paul Heyman still sticks in my mind where he was like, made it a point to like, shout out. Paul Heyman made it a point to shout out Damien Priest. So like, I I I don't I know that it really wouldn't hurt him to lose, but it would really 
make him a big, a bigger fucking deal if he won. Like I know yeah. it's Bad Bunny. Bad. It's not like Bad Bunny's fucking you know, uh, Goldberg or something like some big giant obstacle to overcome or whatever. It's you. You're obviously more physically gifted than this person, but um. I think it would do a lot to have Damian win, but maybe they want to pop that crowd in Puerto Rico. And who knows how these people are going to react to Damian Priest? They're probably not going to boo him. I mean, no, I'm sure I that they're going, to, they're going to love, you know, Bad Bunny, obviously, but unless Damian summer, Priest comes out and completely shits on the crowd or something like that, and he just makes it a point to like not try to get a pop, then maybe. But it's it's going to be interesting to see how they react to him. Yeah, I think he's gonna get a pop regardless, man. Um, at some point, um, I don't know. So let me ask you this before we move on to our uh, our big thing for today. Um, out of all the matches, which one are you most looking forward to? Like, honestly, I do. And again, you mine's know, big this meaty- one. To be honest, it's this one. Okay, you know, big meaty men slapping meat. I I I kind of want to see. I really want to see the Lesnar Cody match mm-hmm. um, because usually Lesnar has these matches with people who I don't want to say can't go, but you're not going to get like a, a 25 minute match out of Bobby Lashley. Like, I don't think yeah. he's going to, he can go for that long without being completely fucking winded or blown up from taking those bumps. But I think you can get one out of Cody. I don't know if you can get one out of Brock, but um, I'm curious to see that match because I'm curious to see how I want to see them wrestle. Like I, I, I want to see them go in there and fucking fight and wrestle. And um, I'm like genuinely excited to see like how they how they do it, how what kind of match they have. So I think I'm more I'm most excited about that match really. And that's not taken away from Damian Priest and Bad Bunny because I love me some Damian Priest. Yeah. So I, I, I'm hoping he gets the dub, but. I don't know. But honestly, I feel like the match that's going to steal the show is the six man. That six man is probably yeah. going to be crazy. It's probably going to be crazy, bro. You know, they're going to do a bunch of spots and it's going to be nuts and there's going to be a lot of false finishes. So it's probably going to be super exciting. So, but I'll stick with my, uh, my, uh, Lesnar Cody. Okay. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're moving on. So if you thought maybe we went through that card kind of quick, one, cause we don't want to be here for hours, but two, I bet you next week we talk about it, right? Yep. So you'd probably rather hear the recap than the prediction. Especially, I'm kind of excited for the show, but the build has not been that good overall, I'd like to say. Right. You could definitely say it has not been a good, well-built show. Granted, off the heels of Mania, whatever. But, so sticking with the draft, and then all these reports of AEW is going to be having a second show on Saturdays called Collision. Now, I think this was just destined to come. We've said this, I think, for a while now on the show. Everyone's saying it's speculation because of CM Punk. They can't all work together, so they're going to have two separate brands. Now, we'll see how the show goes, everything like that. But we figured, um, now, AEW has said nothing about this yet. They haven't even announced the show yet. They haven't said if they're going to do a brand split. They might not. Right? Yeah, we don't even know if this show is yeah. real. We're, this is literally fantasy booking. So right. we're taking the mantra. They're going to do a 
a split draft. That's just what we're guessing. That's what we want to do for fun. So no one take this serious. So um, one of us is going to be Dom- Dynamite. One's going to be Collision. We haven't really decided that. Luke can pick. That doesn't bother me. We have, uh, except MJF and Punk are going to be off the board. So if you're on Dynamite, you have the show with Dynamite, you get MJF. If you're on Collision, you get Punk. So do you have that quarter near you by any chance? No. What I thought (laughs) we could do, what I thought we could do was have a good old-fashioned rock, paper, scissors fight to see who goes first. So it'll be... Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. So you go on the fourth one, basically. So you go rock, paper, scissors, shoot, and that'll be it. So best out of three. Um, And this is what, to determine who gets what show? Uh, Unless you want, because I don't care if I'm, because like I said, if you're Dynamite, you get MJF. If you're Collision, you get Punk. So I really don't care. Okay, so we're shooting for first pick. Yeah, so I'll be Dynamite. You want to be Collision or vice versa? I don't care. That's fine. I can take collision. That's cool. Okay. Yeah, I'll so book we'll the because that. that to me is gonna be the CM Punk show. Yeah. So you ready? All right. So I'll we're gonna shoot for it. first. All right. So we're gonna go let's rock, see. Paper, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. No cheat. Nope. Nope. All right, here we go. One, two, three. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. That's paper. What is that? What the hell is that? Is that paper? paper? Yeah. What the hell? Okay. So oh, well, I got paper. one. All right. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Paper again. Paper beats rock. Okay, so it's 1-1. One, one. Right. And rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Double <laughs> rock. It's a tie. Shit. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Ah, paper, scissors. Right. You got the first pick. So oh, for those who don't daddy. know. All right. So for this, um, we're going to be doing 10 picks. And a tag, unlike how we did it last time, like, but a tag team is just the pick. So if right. you draft, say, that the acclaim, that's just one pick. That's not two individual picks. That's just yeah, one and can I and I, can I just say, I really appreciated that WWE did that. This whole breaking up, I fucking always hated that shit. Like, oh, we're drafting Big E, or we're drafting Hawk from Legion of Doom. That's fucking dumb. Draft yeah. the tag team, bro. Draft the whole tag team. So I'm very yeah. glad that they went and they did that. I appreciate that shit. So since I have the number one pick, all right, I have the number one pick. Oh, yeah. Let's stretch it out. Let's get ready. Number one pick, huh? So CM Punk is off the board, and MJF is off the board. All right, let's see here. Now, obviously, let's see here. So... I'm going to assume, so I have Collision. Bless you. Excuse me. I have Collision. Collision show, which I'm going to go ahead and book my brand around CM Punk because that seems to be the rumor. So my first pick. Excuse me. Salud. Thank you. Damn, this this is actually. So my first pick. I'm going to go with Kenny. Fuck. By God Omega. How could Fuck. you not take Kenny Omega first? That's who I wanted. Yep. It's a great pick. The cleaner Kenny Omega. Okay. 
Kenny by God Omega. Goddamn right. Right, Mama? So for me, you can drop me down for old John Moxley. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Damn. All right. So I guess since I went with Kenny first, I might as well grab the Young Bucks while I'm here and just go ahead and have the Elite all together Okay. on one show. So for young my next one. Number two overall, the Young Bucks. So my next one, it might come a shock at how soon they're coming. But it's because I like them as a group and individuals. I want me the House of Black. Damn. Damn it. I was going to ask about that because I was like, are we doing trios also as one pick? Damn. I did I want, want the them, though. I did want them. Okay. I'll take the, I'll take the okay, House okay. of Black. Okay. 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 All right. Let's see. Um, hmm. All right. So, damn. Fuck. This is hard. This is a lot of fucking people on this roster, and I need to figure out who. You know what? I'm just going to go ahead and take Adam Page and get that out the way. Okay. So, you got the elite show. Let me just get him out of here. I low-key miss fucking Hangman. I don't know why he's MIA. I don't know what's going on with him, but I miss seeing that dude on TV. Going early here with this one, too, I think. But I think you'll, I think you'll like this pick for me. I want Jamie Hayter. Oh, damn. Yeah, hell yeah. Fuck yeah. That's a great pick. That was one of the things about the show that I was like, there was a lot of people that I wanted to see that weren't there. Yeah. Like, I missed a lot of people, man. Uh, we didn't get any Jeff Hardy action. Uh, obviously, no Miro, no Eddie Kingston, no Hater. I didn't see Riho. I didn't see Abaddon anywhere. I didn't see Sheeta anywhere. No Serena Deeb. Like, all my favorites. Like, no, nobody was there. No Death Triangle, no Pack, no House of Black. It's like, fuck, man. Um, still had a good time, though. Yeah. All right. Number four. Number four. So. Number four. Oof. Oh, here's a good one. Jade Cargill. Okay. Got to go ahead and get Jade. And get my champion on my show. Take All right. Back. I'm going to take just him. Brian Danielson. Mm. You got you got two fourths of the uh, the BCC. Oh, yeah. uh, so, since you grabbed a trio, I'm also yeah. going to grab a trio. Who we get? And I am going to take Death Triangle. I respect that. Speaking of Pac, go ahead and grab the Lucha Brothers and Pac. Oh, yeah. 
There's a lot of fucking people on this roster, bro. Do you see this list? Yes, it's a lot. Like, they have a lot of people signed, bro. It's fucking insane. All right, next. Give me... You know, I'll... No. God. No, because you did that. I'm going to take FTR. Oh. Damn, and they're supposed I'm... to be on my show. I, I got know, all I'm the anti... Sure. I'm getting all the anti-CM Punk people. Yeah, and now so Punk making sure he no backup. Yeah, so it seems like I actually don't have the CM Punk show. So he's going to yeah. be on Dynamite. I got me some FTR. MJF going to be over here with these people. All right. So if we're doing that, I am going to grab... Because... Oh. Well, no, that doesn't actually matter. Let's go ahead and grab. Adam Cole. Now, here's a question with Adam Cole. Am I grabbing Roderick Strong with him? They're technically not a tag team. I'm cool with that. Or Kyle O'Reilly and him. Because they're going to basically be uh, the undisputed elite. So I don't know. I don't know. Riley injured. So I'm going to grab them as a trio. Fuck it. We're going to make up the rules as we go here. So let's just go ahead and grab Adam Cole. So I need some some competition. And Kyle. I need some competition for my world title as well. I want Switchblade. Mm. Damn it. The new signing. Oh, shit. All right. I will see your Jay White and I will raise you. Uh, I will raise you a, even though she's injured, I'm going to go ahead and grab Thunder Rosa. How many picks do I have left? Uh, I got three. So right now, that was my sixth pick. Well, that was my seventh pick. So I have eight, nine, and ten. All right, so I'm taking a shot at you here. Oof. I want me some Eddie Kingston. Oh. No, you know what? I'm not going to do it. I, I'm kidding. I'm not taking Oof. it. I knew you That's were going to take Eddie at some point. Yeah, I'm going to take Eddie at 10 because I know I, I didn't think Eddie yeah. was going to get um, taken. So I need some competition for Jamie Hayter. Hmm. So I want to give her... Who do I want to give her? I'll take DMD. Rip nice. Baker. Damn, you're going to separate Adam Page and Adam Cole? Woo, fuck yeah. Separate the couples. I'm toxic. We are separating the couples. All right. For my number eight pick, I'm going to take the acclaimed with okay. Daddy Act. Okay. Man, so much. It was like a so much. Like, if you guys ever consider want to go on an AEW show, man, if the claim they're going to be on that card, you got to go. That was like, it was like a party, man. That shit was so much fun. So, this next pick, it's a big group, but I'm only going to take three of them if that, if that's fine. So, I want to take the Jericho Appreciation Society, but not the whole Ooh, thing. Take them all. Happy. 
Take the whole yeah. goddamn group. Uh, I'll take the Jericho. Basically, that's kind of like that's kind of like fucking. It's not. I don't want to say cheating, but it's like you're getting Jericho. You're getting uh, two point oh. And See, I was getting... gonna give up two point oh. I was just gonna take Jericho, ah, okay. Hager, and Guevara. I mean, they're all in there. They're all in there. You might as well take the whole goddamn group. You might as well just put in JAS because then you're getting you get Jericho, you get uh, the 2.0, you get Hager, you get Anna JAS, yeah, you that's, get Ty Mello, no, and you I get Sammy. It. I want just Chris Jericho then. Oh, okay. Just I was Jericho. fine with you taking all of them because I didn't want any of them motherfuckers anyway. No, I, I I need things on Wednesdays, so I need the demo god. Hell yeah! All right, let's see here. Now, while technically not a tag team, I kind of wanted to grab these two guys. Well, eh, I don't know if I should do that. I'm just gonna go ahead and grab the one. So this dude's grown on me over the past like month. Because okay. um, I never really thought about him as as really as anything other than like a daredevil, but lately this dude has grown on me in a big way. I'm actually becoming a big fan of his. So I want to take Darby Allen. Okay. I was gonna take Darby and Sting, but Sting seems to be a uh, a little quiet lately. So I'm just gonna go ahead and grab Darby. And Sting will just pop up whenever he feels like it every once in a yeah. while whenever Darby comes out. So I technically grabbed him anyway. I'm going to take... Darby Allen lately has been killing it, bro. I'm going to take Ricky Starks. Oh! Big Ricky. So this is my last pick. Both of ours. Now I'm going to throw something out there for you. There's two people I know you love on this roster with only one pick. you got Eddie and Bandito. I know. So technically, technically, isn't Eddie ROH? Eddie is an ROH talent. Yep. So I'm gonna go ahead and take the man, Bandito. Bandito. What? You give me an attitude. She wanted Eddie. She wanted Eddie. How did I not pick Eddie? That's what you're wondering, huh? Well, what you're wondering is that it's five o'clock and you haven't eaten yet. That's what she's wondering. <laughs> so I'm torn here. between two. You relax. You relax. You know what? And it's because people might not like this. Maybe even include you. But I felt this dude was so hyped to get to the company. And they haven't done a goddamn thing with them. I, I'm taking Keith Lee. Oh, okay, cool. I'm wondering like, why I didn't take Swerve. Because I really want to see between both of them. Because I really want to see Swerve and uh, Kenny Omega go at it. That's one thing about Keith Lee. Like I don't understand. Like when did he become like this giant wizard character? Like he's a big giant wizard. He looked like he came out in a tent. Hear me out on this. So he came in, and Tony instantly put him in a tag. Right, and I didn't mind him and Swerve. I thought they were a good tag. I liked them together. Right? Then since then, nothing. I don't even think they had a match, right? I don't know. They, yeah. they had a match, right? He hasn't been doing shit. He came out. He was out for a couple weeks. I think he had like a, a bicep issue. And then he came back and didn't he have that 
was that thing with Hobbs after Swerve in Our Glory? When they so had I that know, match where they went through the table? So I don't know, because I know they faced Ricky and Hobbs when they were a team. I forget when that um that stupid ring. I guess ring. what I'm getting at is we all know how great Keith Lee can be. Do we think I'm trying to think how I want to word this so I don't sound like an idiot. Do we think he just might be a pain in the ass, like or something like what's the disconnect? No, I don't think so. Because I honestly he doesn't come felt, across as that. I felt he I think the problem been... with Keith Lee is I think the problem with Keith Lee is his size, bro. Cause he's talented. He can yes, pretty much go and go. I'm a big fan of when Keith yeah, Lee can be Keith Lee, I'm all in. He can go in there with anybody. And I think the problem is he's not being booked. They, he Tony doesn't know how to book a guy like that. And it's the same thing with Powerhouse Hobbs and Wardlow and these big guys who are he like. He does struggle with big guys because Wardlow they, was quite yeah. hot after that NJF. They just look like ass kickers. They all look yeah. like ass kickers. Like no one's going to beat this guy. Who's Really? Who's going to beat Keith Lee? Yeah, big boy. Like, really? Like, really? The dude is gigantic. He's super agile. And he's got a tremendous moveset. Everything that he does looks like it fucking hurts. Like, his friendship looks like it hurts like a bitch. And you ain't getting up from that shit. So, you're going to put him in there with your champions. He should be winning. It's just so, nuts, man. Because AEW and WWE aside, after that great NXT run he had. And then remember that rumble when him and Brock Double, stood? bro, double... The only double champion in NXT history. But remember him and Brock were in that rumble? And Brock's yeah. like, who's this big motherfucker? Big and boy. And it's like. Big boy. And I was just like. Like right then and there. I was like, yo, this dude's going to be somebody. And it's just. I don't know. Maybe it's just on Bart Hurt. Because he hasn't. They haven't done. like. And I guess I never I mean, really he, thought about uh, Again. Again. He could be a pain in the ass. I don't know. Yeah, we don't he, know because he, he, he seems like he's a super genuine, nice dude. That's why it's yeah. hard to believe that. That's why I kind of like the way I phrase that. But it's like because they did know, um, like Triple they H did the Bearcat, they did the Bearcat thing with him in WWE, and it was like everybody was blaming Vince for that shit. They, they were giving him a shit gimmick, but maybe they gave him that because he nothing else that was you know getting pitched to him. He was like trying to do. So maybe they gave him Bearcat for that reason. I don't know. I really don't know. But he doesn't seem to be like he's a pain in the ass. But again, aside from NXT, he's just like lost in the shuffle. And yeah, now he's a big, the, now he's a big giant wizard. The one thing <laughs> I'll say about him, like if I was in charge of Keith Lee, I wouldn't allow all that great, man. I maybe I sound like an asshole. I could be wrong, but my man was out there with a full gray hair. Hair and beard, yeah. and it's like my thing is that doesn't scream world champion. Because and I think the difference like Undertaker too, and Goldberg come back like they die their shit. Yeah, but I think the difference too with that kind of thing, and with this wizard thing, I think it's that's actually coming from Keith Lee. Like I think Tony's like, okay, what do you want to do? And I think Keith Lee was like, well, I want to be a big giant wizard with this Why? big giant Bible thing. I want to try this thing, and he's like, all right, cool, book it. And he's just letting them do it, you know what I mean, and writing the the storylines according to that. So, because he hasn't been different. on Dynamite lately, right? Or am I wrong? Uh, he was on. He's on he was Rampage. on Rampage this yeah, week. Like he's sometimes he TV. shows up, but like on backstage video to shit, like he'll show up there. Yeah, he'll be back there saying indubitably or some shit, and then that's it. Yeah, I don't know, man. I was just 
Because I remember when he came to the main roster in WWE, remember? He came out the day after SummerSlam. Then if you remember in 2020, that next week, they had uh, the payback pay-per-view. And now it was all because that they wanted the strap to get back on Roman or whatever. Bro, he beat Randy what, Orton. I don't know what the fuck punishment it was for him to go out there and get murdered by Bobby Lashley on Monday Night Raw, bro. But I'll never forget that shit. They were like, oh. Yeah. Keith Lee's coming. Hometown hero Keith Lee's coming back tonight. Out of nowhere. I was Bobby like, holy shit. Keith yes, Lee's I... coming back? And he's wrestling Bobby Lashley? Fucking let's go. And then Bobby just beat the fucking shit out of Keith Lee for like a good five minutes. And then even on top of that, like the, the Michael Cole and um, I think it was Michael Cole. It was the announcers were like, shitting on Keith Lee during the match. They were like, yeah, he looks like he's lost a step. He's looking a little... Uh, not Basically, they were saying he looks out of shape. But they were like, he's looking like he's a little rusty in the ring and he's looking like this. And I was like, god damn, bro. The fuck? Yeah. What's and going then, on? I guess the last thing... So remember the rumors were going around... It's not why he got released. But remember the rumors were going around that like Vince wanted him to lose weight? Same with Walter at the time. Right. So do you think it was a, a Keith couldn't do it or didn't want to? Because obviously Gunther did. Like, look where Gunther is now. Well, yeah, as, uh, coming from someone who was constantly trying to lose weight, it's hard. No, <laughs> it's yeah, very yeah, difficult. yeah, yeah. Very difficult. Like, but I'm like, I, but if, you, okay, if you're I an athlete believe- like that, if you're an athlete like that, man, you really – he could – tend to he could it would benefit him to lose like 20 pounds um especially like in this area you know what i mean it would benefit him he'd be a little lighter on his feet and stuff like that he is getting up there in age too so that's gonna take a toll on your knees and whatnot Uh, but even guys like you brought up eddie kingston like eddie kingston right now has a back issue and i would love nothing more than for eddie to disappear for like eight months and then just show up one show and like attack Claudio from behind, wearing like a big baggy ass hoodie. And then when he attacks Claudio, whatever leaves him there, he takes the hoodie off and he's got like a fucking six pack, like bragaga. Because like for him to just because Eddie's older, bro. Eddie's been doing this shit like twenty years. So if he could like just go on like one final run and kind of like get shredded up, get with a personal trainer and kind of get yourself right, I think that would be fucking phenomenal. And I, and a lot of these guys, like, it would benefit them to do it, bro. They really would. Well, at the end of the day, it's obviously health. At the end of the day, it's right. going to benefit their health. Um, but, yeah, because I remember people, because when Gunther, obviously Gunther and him are kind of night and day now, and it's like people are like, well, Keith didn't want to lose weight, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, get the fuck out of here, man. I don't think he was like, no, I don't want to. You know? But, yeah, I just want to see Keith Lee do better, man. I've always... Since, because I didn't know Keith Lee till NXT. Like I'll be honest. Like when he debuted, though, not like once he won the titles. Like when he debuted in like 2017, I think it was. I was like, yo, like it's a big fucking dude. Like I fuck with this dude. Yeah. And then, um, <clears throat> yeah, and it's just like, damn, I just want to see old boy do good. You know what I mean? I feel like I'd be an ass to not, but uh. Yeah, Keith should be a champion. Like I was glad that he won the tag team titles. Um, so that at least he, you could say that he's been a champion in AEW. But that dude's like, that's world championship material, bro. I want to see him and Kenny Omega. Damn, that's the thing that like, he can be. Yeah. 
that's your guy right there. You know what I mean? But that's the problem with having a roster of so many guys like that. It's like, okay, well, who are you going to put the belt on? You got Adam Cole, Kenny Omega. You got Malachi Black. You got Penta. You got freaking Jay White now over there. You got all these guys who are like, they've been world champions in other places. And now they're here and it's like, it's not even like wait your turn type shit. It's just like, there's too many people. Yeah. I feel you. It's crazy, bro. I don't know. And shout outs to the Monday Night Raw for getting Samantha Irvin. Because we had to keep her. Yeah. We had to keep her. We had to keep her doing that Imperium. That Imperium uh, entrance announcement. That shit is that shit's tight. I saw the video of her today when she was doing it. And when she's introducing yeah, she, when she says Giovanni, it's funny. Is she sitting? I didn't even know she was sitting in her chair when she was doing that shit. I thought she was standing. She's actually sitting in her chair when she's doing that shit. And when she says Giovanni, she's like, she's doing the Giovanni. She's even doing the hand thing. Like, that's just hilarious. So shout out to them because they they definitely that's gonna be great for Monday Night Raw. It is, it is. But I think that does it for us. That's about it. Unless you have any last comments, we are all wrapped up. One thing I'll say about that damn live show that I went to that pissed me off was there was two things that I really wanted to do. Two things, two stupid little things that I really wanted to do. I really wanted to do the Adam Cole Bay Bay thing when he gets in the ring. I really wanted to do that. And I really wanted to sing Judas. And I didn't get to do either fucking one. They actually teased us with Judas. So Adam Cole, you know, he got beat up. His wife got beat up and shit. And then they had a video package of him coming out. And he was talking to um Renee. And he was very mad. And he's like, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to call that son of a bitch out. And blah, blah, blah. So I already knew he wasn't going to. He's not going to. Rec- he's not going to say that. And then come out and start doing his Adam Cole Bebe shit and then walk to the ring and do the boom and then do the... He wasn't going to do that. Yeah. So we got fucked out of that one. Um, Even though we were doing all the other stuff during the theme song. But he just wouldn't... He wouldn't give us anything, bro. He was just like, I'm mad. I'm angry, man, and I'm going to stay angry, man. And then he called out Jericho and they started playing his theme. So they start playing his theme. We all start singing. We're like, yeah, beautiful, blah, blah, blah. and then Jericho comes out like, no, no, stop the music on the fucking Titan Tron. So we're like, fuck, man, we couldn't get either one of these. So uh, that pissed me off. That was really upsetting because I really wanted to do both of those. But other than I that, say, man, I feel you. Other than that, overall, great show. Another great episode of Everything Is Trash. Uh, great live show that I got to go to. And uh Everything is everything, man. We've been here with you guys for fucking two hours and two minutes today, giving you an extra-sized, extra-packaged episode. And uh, listen, we thank you guys so much for joining us. As you can see here, I'm wearing the first officially, the first official Wrestling is Trash shirt. Now, this is one of two. There are only two of these shirts in existence. And I think these are going to be the only two that are ever in existence because this design got pulled off of Tee Public because I did, a, I did a naughty thing by using this iconic logo. So these are the only two in existence, my friends. But don't worry. Fret not. There will be more designs coming to the stores for you to purchase if you want to do that. So until next time, my friends.
Keep it real. Keep it classy. Enjoy wrestling. This is Wrestling is Trash. I'm Lou. He's Nick. And we are out of here. Damn.